Romans chapter 12. Before we begin, I'm going to say a word of prayer just that God would work in our hearts today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, honestly, for the snow and the beauty that's in it. God, thank you that in the Bible you say that you can make our lives, Lord, you can wash our sins away and make us whiter than snow. Lord, it is beautiful, and I just thank you for everything you do in our lives. I thank you for this church. Lord, we do pray for our pastor today that you would continue to be him and Mrs. Smith, and God, give them your protection, but also just help them to be a blessing, and I pray that you would bless their souls as well. Lord, we thank you for faithful missionaries, and I pray today that as this service goes on, that your spirit would just work in people's hearts. God, just help me to say what you would have me to say this morning and and nothing more. And God, I pray that you would just bless and and work in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, as we look into this chapter and some of these verses, really I want to speak on our service to God in the church and just really see how important God, really the importance that God has placed on His church, on His house. Today we know that God has churches all all across the world, places where people have trusted in Him and people are following His pattern that we see in the Bible. And when you look in when you look in the New Testament, the church is all throughout it. That to me, that's the main thing in the New Testament is the church. When Jesus Christ was on the earth, He worked at establishing the first church, and He did that through His disciples. He worked with them, He taught them, He trained them. And that was all to prepare them to really operate the church how, how He wanted it to be. But then as we continue and we go through it, you go into Acts, and what is that about? It's about missionary journeys. It's about the church getting out and spreading the Word and starting more churches. And then as we read through the epistles, many of them letters to churches. And then letters to people who are leaders in the churches. So really in the New Testament, it's full of the church. And the church is important in the eyes of God. And it should be in our eyes as well. But this morning, I just want to encourage you to really serve God. And I want you to think this morning, what is, what is my purpose in this church? Not everybody in this church is necessarily a member. There, there are probably some guests here this morning. But if you're a member of this church, God has a purpose for you. God has a plan. And He wants you to serve Him through the local church. God could have chose any way to do it, but He didn't choose us to go out and do things on our own. We're not loners. We're not fighting this world on our own. But God has chosen to use His churches to really spread the Gospel message. And uh, let's start reading in verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, he's begging them, pleading with them, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I'm sure many of you are familiar with this verse, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. But right here, God calls His people to live a sacrificial life. And a lot of times in our culture, we like things that are easy for us, things that please us, things that make us happy. But if you read in the Bible at all, God calls us to a different life. A life that's not always convenient for us, but a life that really glorifies Him. And when Jesus was on this earth, he, His message offended a lot of people. If Jesus Christ was on this earth today, I know His message would still offend people. 
People who claim to love God, people who claim to be religious, the message of Christ a lot of times offended people. In John 6, so many people who were following Him started leaving by the thousands, by the hundreds, just leaving Him. And then He turned to His disciples and said, are you going to go too? Are you going to leave? They got offended. Sometimes the Word of God offends people. Sometimes the preaching from the Bible offends people, but, but God has called us really to sacrifice, not in the sense of, of death, but really death to ourselves. Death to what we want, what we desire sometimes. Because my desires don't always line up with God and His thinking. But the Bible tells me that I need to sacrifice those desires and say, God, what pleases you? And that, makes, that, that, that is the making of a good church member as well. Look in verse 2, and be not conformed to this world. Don't be like this world. Don't let this world shape your opinions and your thoughts and your life. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Bible says that we are transformed really by the thinking in our, in our minds. And that just that shows us that when Jesus comes into our lives, He changes us not just on the outward appearance, but really on the inside. When Christ came in, He makes me think different. I don't think like the world anymore, but I follow God's Word, and that's how God leads us. He, he changes us on the inside. In verse 3 it says, For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly, according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. We're going to come back to that, but that really is telling us to be humble and realize that God is the one who has given us what we have. Verse 4, For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, right there he's speaking of the human body, of our body, that we have many different members, and they don't all function in the same way. In verse 5, So we being many are one body in Christ. And every one members one of another. So there, and, and we're not going to get into this, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this before, but Paul says we are like a body. And everybody has a different function, everybody has a different purpose, but every one of us serve a purpose. And every church member, this is important to know, has a purpose in the body of Christ. Because the Bible tells us and we'll look there in a minute, that God puts people in the church as it pleases Him. It's according to God's will that He puts somebody in the church. And now, we are members. We have a purpose, a function. Every part of our body has a purpose. The movements of it, how we do things. And, and they all are different, but yet they serve as one body to do one thing. And really, we, we should have one goal today, and that is to accomplish God's will for this church, for our lives. And a lot of times we get caught up on things that don't really matter. Things that aren't as important. Um, I, well, I was looking at some articles, and sometimes I just, I don't know, I look up weird stuff, but when I was studying for this, I read this guy who, he, he did this through... Uh, I think he did it through Twitter. But he got out there and put out the question to do a survey about really churches, and I'm not sure what all the churches are, but how the members feel, what they get upset with, and things that really bother them. 
And because we all have opinions and we all have feelings. But this, this, sometimes we get petty and we lose sight of what's important. But this is just for fun. He said some of the things that were real popular was the temperature and the worship service. Some of you probably get, I don't know. We're all different though. Like right now, I'm, I'm hot. I don't know if you guys are hot, but it's, it's hot up here. <laughs> I don't know if it's these lights, but it's warm. Some people get, he said a popular thing was people getting offended at the color of the carpet. It's kind of silly, but some people got offended at the order of the service. Now, if you go to this church, you better get used to it because Brother Smith changes it like every month, I think. <laughs> Just kidding. Sort of. Some people got offended at the color of the paint on the walls. That's, that's silly, and, and we laugh at it, but it gets even better. Because these were just the common popular ones. There's ones that are individual. I kind of highlighted some just to read through them. Uh, he says that one church, they had a 45-minute argument over a filing cabinet that they had to purchase, whether it was black or brown, or how many drawers to be in it. That to me is, I don't get it, but they did. Some people argued over the type of green beans that they were going to serve a church. This one's important. Two different churches did this. They, arg- they argued over the type of coffee that they wanted. They moved from Folgers and went to a s- stronger Starbucks brand. In, a- in another church, they simply moved to a stronger blend. Members left on the last example because they went to a stronger blend. I mean, th- this sounds silly and stupid, but it, I mean, it, people get offended over things that don't matter, that aren't godly. Somebody disagreed over the fact of having a potluck dinner. They wanted to call it a pot blessing because of luck. <laughs> it's a good one, right? There's another good one. Let me see what it is. Oh, here. Some church member left the church because one church member hid the vacuum cleaner from them. <laughs> it's good, right? An argument over whether to have gluten-free communion bread or not. The world we live in, and that, that is funny. It's, some of them are really funny. But in all reality, it might not be stuff like that that we get offended at. But even being in this church for as long as I've been here, I have seen people get upset about such petty things that have no relevance really to our service to God. Now, we all have disagreements. We're all different. And... The Bible is going to tell us here in Romans that we ought to be as one. And that doesn't necessarily mean that every single thing that I think, you have to think, that you have to agree on. But what's our purpose? In the end, what is our purpose? Is our, is our purpose just to come and, and sit in these pews and, and just hear the Bible and go home and that's all we do? Is that all we want from the service? I think some people, and, and I don't know if it's anybody here, but in, in churches, they come to church thinking, how am I going to get blessed today? How's God going to work in my life? And that's good to think, how's God going to work? But they never spend time saying, what does God want me to do? How can I bless somebody else? How can I serve God? What's our purpose? No wonder people leave the church when all they do is come and they sit and they hear the Bible and that's all they want to do. And they want to do nothing else. It's because they want to satisfy themselves. They don't, you know, the pastor, he's just, he used to be a good preacher, but I just, I don't really care for him anymore. That's, that's not, that's not a reason to leave. 
If God placed you here, that, that our, our purpose ought to be, what can I do, God? What do you want me to do in this church? And God, He wants us to serve today. Hold your finger here, but turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 with me real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. In verse 18. It says, But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased Him. As it hath pleased Him. God, the Bible says God... If you're a member of this church and you believe that God puts you in this body, we shouldn't be looking for reasons and excuses to cut this, this church down because God wants you in here. There's a purpose for you. And there's a plan for you. And God wants us all to be serving. And as I look across this room, there are so many people who serve today, who love God and serve Him in the church. And this morning, my encouragement is to you is to keep on remembering why you're doing what you're doing. Why are we here today? What is my point? I think sometimes we can just kind of get in a rut and come to church and maybe even have a ministry and serve in it and just lose focus on why God put us here. We lose that focus. We lose that purpose. Used to, maybe you had a Sunday school class and you got excited about it and you, were, you looked forward to teaching them. But now it's just kind of a thing that you're doing. I encourage you today, get your heart back in the right place and say, God, you put me here for a reason. I'm here for a reason today. And I believe God does put us here. And like I said, we can get kind of caught up with things. That, you know, we look at other people and we consider other people. If, if anybody is looking for a perfect church, let me know when you find one. Because they're not there. It's full of people. And we know that people are, they make mistakes. You can spend all your time looking at other people and trying to find fault, and you're going to find it. And when that happens so many times, instead of unity in the church, we have division. This person against that person. And then they kind of get other people and they rally them on their side. Is that how God wanted the church to function? Do we find that being God's will? Never. Never. At work, I mean, and I think about being, not, don't be conformed to this world. At work, I'm over like a group of people of 36 people and... Uh, at work, we've been having problems with this person against that person. I won't get into great detail. But the other day, somebody told me they were really upset because somebody was looking at them and they were laughing and they were talking. And they said, I just know they're talking about me. And I thought, man. And I told them, I'm like, Here, here's what you do. You turn around, you work, and you stop looking at other people. Right? Pretty simple. Just look at, look at what you're doing. Focus on your job. And, and really, I meant it to them. But the same advice could be given to us as church members when all we ever do is look at this person, that person. They're doing wrong. They're bad. Okay, maybe they are. But what did God call you here? Why did He call you here? What did He call you here for? Did He call you to point out the flaws of everybody else in the church and say you're better? No, that's not what God wants. There's nothing wrong, by the way, with helping a a fellow Christian, and, and going up to them and, and really out of love, trying to help them if something is wrong in their life. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think a lot of times in the church what we see is instead of really trying to help people, we just want to spread it and make it worse. 
And I don't know why. I think it's because the devil just gets in and he wants to sow discord. But today, what, what, is our, what is our focus? Pastor, he's doing this series on uh, charting the course. And, and it would be good now to say, God, why, why did you place me here? Why did you put me in this church? And we're all gifted in different ways. Uh, we're gonna, let, let's take back up in verse number 5. So we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Now, right here, the Bible says that these things are gifts that God gives, so we know that it's not something that we do on our own. It's a gift from God. But in verse 6, it says, Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of our faith, really preaching the Word of God, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering. That could cover a lot of things. Ministry, service, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. Really, God has blessed some people so they can give more and, and really help out. That, that's a gift, God. God gives us everything we have. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Some people are more merciful than others. Some people are a little more harsh. <laughs> You're not necessarily known for your mercy. But in reality, God has gifted every member in a different way. And it all has come from God. And I believe that God is a God who looks down from heaven and He loves order. So when He puts a person in a church, I don't think that it's some random, okay, this guy. No, God has blessed that person with a special talent that they can serve God with. And I think a lot of times we are selfish with our talents and we don't give to God what He deserves. I think we hold back sometimes. And sometimes we just, you know, let, let the other person do it. That, that shouldn't be our heart. Today, I'm not going to say you're more important if you teach a Sunday school class or if you work on a bus ride or if you go to the nursing home or the jail. The Bible says we all work together. If you clean the building, and I know pastors said this before, but if you clean the building, you're just as important in the, as a body, in the body of Christ as a person who teaches the class. If you work in the nursery and you get down there and you have all these screaming babies and you think, man, why am I doing this? <laughs> You're important. You really are. In reality, you are. Because if those babies were up here, and let's say a visitor came in, and their child, they leave their child with you, and they are able to sit in the service and hear the Gospel message, you are doing a service for the Lord. You are. And I think sometimes we just kind of lose sight of, of the fact that we're doing this for God. That we're doing it to, to serve in the church. You know, just, oh, I'll do it again. I guess I'll do it. I'm willing. That's not really the right kind of heart that God wants in His people. That's not the attitude that God wants from us. God wants us to, to really to love to serve Him and to enjoy it. And the Christian life is a good life, but God has set it up that we serve God through the local church. Every one of us. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, His will is that you be involved in a local New Testament church and you serve Him. That's His will for your life. And here, here's an interesting thing. When the, uh, when the Apostle Paul, him and Barnabas, when they were called, if you look in Acts chapter 13, I'm not going to turn there, do you know what they were doing when they were called to be missionaries? They were serving in the church. That's what they were doing. The Holy Spirit called them 
out of that church at Antioch while they were serving. And I have nothing against colleges as far as preachers going to college. I, I really honestly don't. But I think a lot of times these, these men that want to be preachers, they, they get it in their heart and their mind. They think, I'm going to preach. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to... You know what, in reality, what happened in the Old Testament? They served in the local church and God called them right from there. A lot of people say, I'm going to serve one day when I, when I get all the training I need. Why don't you start serving God now where you're at? The disciples, you know, you know what their college training was? It was Jesus Christ in day-to-day life showing them how to live. That's how God trained them. And I tell you what, God could raise up some people out of this church to do some wonderful things to him, for Him. He could raise up more missionaries out of this church. But the key is you getting involved in serving God. Young people, if you want to know what God's will for your life is, yes, I agree, pray. Pray for His will. But more than that, my encouragement to you is start serving God right now. Start serving God. Preparing yourself for what He has for your life. That's how God works. God works when we start just obeying Him. We don't just say, God, one day when this door opens, I'm going to serve You. One day when I get the position that I want, God, I'm going to serve You. No, we ought to serve Him now. We ought to serve Him in any way we can. In the Old Testament, they, they had this tabernacle made out of this tent, really, where they would bring their sacrifices in and they would serve God. And you can read about it in the Old Testament. And one thing that I think of every time I, I read through my Bible and get to those places, even though sometimes you know we can read through it and just be like, oh, God's telling me all these details. It's because God is a detailed God. He's a God of order. But I think about those guys, because this was a tent that they had to set it up and take it down all the time. And we don't know, who their, we don't know what their names are. We have no idea. But let me tell you this. Those guys were important because God, He was in this cloud that was over them and then the fire by night. And as soon as that started moving, it was time to, to, to leave camp. So here we go. Let's take it down. Let's put it. And then they walk and they find where God wants to rest for a while and they set up the tabernacle. That was an important job. But some people would think, yeah, I don't really want to do that. It doesn't really look that attractive to me. I don't think it would be that attractive to me. <laughs> but it had to be done. And there are things that are done around this church that I think sometimes we look at it and think, that doesn't seem very attractive to me. I don't really want to do that. But I, you know what? We ought to have a heart inside of us that says, God, I'm here. Now I understand. I'm not saying if you have something you got to do and you know, let's say pastor says, can you help do this? And you got to get out of here, that's fine. But is it every time when pastor says, hey, let's... You know, let's set the stage up or whatever it is that everybody's gone. Which they're not, because I know plenty of people stay behind and help. But are you one of those people who is always gone? He says, I don't have time for this right now. That's part of God's service right there. And it's an important part. We may not think of it as spiritual. We may not think of it, but it's an important part of serving God. And God has called us all to this body, really to unite together and really try to reach the world. Our goal as a church, and I'm telling you, it's, preaching is great, and I love sitting under the preaching, and I love learning, but God is, is bringing these things from our pastor to us so that we can invest in other people. That's what we're supposed to do.
And a lot of, you know, a lot of Christians don't think that way. That's why these people get offended over these silly things, because they think, I want to please me. But really, God, His purpose is for you to reach out to other people. When I first started studying for this sermon, I was, I, I was going a different direction. I was thinking about selfishness. And then the more I studied through the Bible, God just led me in this direction. But really, I thought about how Jesus Christ, when He died on the cross even, everything about His life was to invest in other people. Because as you think about this thief hanging on the cross next to Him, who, will, who is in heaven now, who trusted in Jesus, Jesus was, was nailed to the cross, had been beaten brutally. You couldn't even tell who He was anymore. And this man started talking to Jesus. And Jesus, you know, most of us would be like, man, you know what, i got a lot going on right now. This, this, this hurts. I'm suffering. I don't have time for you. But Jesus had time for that man. Jesus had time for that man. And a lot of times, we don't have time for people. We're just busy, and, we're, and, you know, and I would call that selfish. Because we're more concerned about everything going right in our lives that we're too busy sometimes to focus on other people. But that's not God's plan. That's not God's plan. And I tell you today, God wants us to reach out and help people. You know, I don't, we don't have the cure for cancer today. We don't have the cure for many sicknesses. But I'll tell you what we do have. We, have. we have the cure from sin and suffering and sorrow. And that's Jesus Christ. And let's not be selfish. Let's not be selfish. Let's not say, my family's okay. They're in church. Everything's going good for me. Who cares about everybody else? The church isn't just for us in here to sit here and absorb it. But we've got to take it. And we've got to help other people with it. That's what, God, that's what God wants us to do. That's His answer. That is His answer. The answer is that we spread the gospel message to all the world. Do you know that? All the world. Not just some of it, not just... But He said to all the world. And we do that through missions, we know that. But also, we have to do it in our own homes, and we have to do it in our own neighborhoods. We all, well, most of us have a place that we go to work. Tomorrow we're going to go to work. And I'm sure you're going to get there on time tomorrow. I'm sure you're going to, hopefully you're going to give your best, and you're going to work. And you do it so you can get a paycheck, right? At least I do can't say I go to work because I love it, but I do it for my, to, to really to provide for my family. And that's, that's, that's biblical. God told us to do that. But sometimes we give so much to our secular job that when we come to church, it's like, this doesn't really matter to us. It doesn't matter if I get here on time. It doesn't matter if I give my best to God. It doesn't matter if I'm always in my place. And I don't know if anybody's like that, but if you are, that, that's wrong. That's wrong. We place more importance on our outside work than we do on coming into the house of God and saying, God, what do you have for me? What do you have for me? There's more to this life. There is more to this life than just going to work and earning a paycheck and living life. And, you know, the world, they don't know it. There's nothing else for them to live for. They do live for their family and they do live for money. 
But we have something far greater than that. Because I can spend all my time, all my energy, make as much money as I possibly can, and then one day when I die, none of that is going to matter. None of that's going to matter. It's not going to go with me. They're not going to put it in my casket and I magically have money. No, it's not going to happen like that. It's gone. Now we have to work. We have to provide for our family. But don't make that what life is all about. You're missing out on the greatest blessing. And that is serving God. If, if, if your life is all about just making a paycheck, you are. You're missing a great blessing. Serving God is more than... I tell you what, you start serving God and serve Him faithfully and put your heart into it and then tell me if you regret it. Tell me if you regret it. And you know what? A lot of people put forth a lot of labor and effort and maybe they don't even see the fruit right now, but one day when they get to heaven and they see the fruit that God has given to them, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a blessing to us. We're going to say, I'm glad I served the Lord. I'm glad I gave my life to God. But I tell you, God wants it through the church today. God wants us to serve Him through the church today. So my question to you is, what is your purpose here in the church today? I'm glad you guys made it out. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you made the time. But what, what does God want from you this morning? What does God want from your family? How can you serve Him? And it's a great blessing. You can ask people who do serve now. And ask them if they regret it. Ask them if they don't want to. They love it. But also, I think sometimes we can lose sight of really why we're doing what we're doing. I think we can just go through the motion. And it's easy to get there. It's easy to have that that attitude of just coming here and and, and sitting here and, and just absorbing so much and then do nothing with it. If you're in that habit today, break that habit. Say, God... What can I help other people with? And you don't, you don't have to be at a certain place in life to start helping people. You don't have to say, God, wait till I start. No, right where you're at today. You can have things wrong in your life today and start working on them. But you can also, if you have some things that you're working on, don't feel like you can't help other people. A lot of people, they love to use the judge not verse in the Bible. And they, you know, they say that we, we're... We can be judgmental. And I, you know, some people can be judgmental. There's no doubt about that. But trying to help somebody by showing them the truth is not judgmental. It's not judgmental. It's saying, hey, listen, this is what God said. Let me help you with it. I think the problem that we get into is a lot of times we tell people, you need to start doing this and that and this and that, and then we have a problem doing that ourselves. That's where we kind of look bad. And, you know, people say, oh, look at the way you live your life. You're trying to tell me this. Don't, you don't ever want to be there. But I'll tell you what, if you're, if you're working on things in your life today, everybody's growing. Everybody. Everybody who is a true believer in God is growing. You're not where you need to be right now. You have room to grow. You have room to improve. Otherwise, why would I even come here and listen to the Bible, right? If I didn't need any improvements in my life from God's Word, why would I be here? But we do. We all need it. But also, let's learn how to help other people. Let's be a church. I want to be known as a church that loves other people and helps them. I want to be known as a church that cares. And we can. And we can fulfill God's purpose for our life. Why did God put a church, not just the building, but the members, 
Why did God put us here in St. Clair, Missouri? Why? Does he have a reason? I believe he does. I believe God has a reason for everything he does. I don't think that God makes mistakes. I don't think it's an accident. You can study God's creation and know that he is a God who thinks things through. He has order. If you look at the human body, even if you look at the snow out there, everything God did was with purpose. Everything God does is in order, isn't it? You know, a lot of people, they, uh, I, think, I think they fail to see that, to see the fact that God is working, God is moving, God is, is trying to organize things in our lives and in our churches. And even, you know, I think about the lesson, the, the, the message that Brother Moore preached last Sunday night as we go to Revelation and, and read through there. And those churches, God, Jesus Christ had a message for him, didn't he? His message, he had, he had good things to say about it, but a lot of times you'll see that nevertheless, right? There is no church that is right where they need to be. I think that we need to work on things in our life, and then that we need to maintain those things as well. It's important to maintain. And if you're living for God today and doing what you need to be doing in the church, praise God, and I encourage you, maintain that. Don't give up, don't quit, but work toward being better. Work toward doing more. What can I do with my life? To think that we can use our lives to really serve God is its amazing to me. What do I have to offer God? Be a sacrifice to Him. You know, and Paul made it clear, it's not about pride. I don't say I'm giving my life to God because I'm better than other people. No, I'm giving my life to God because God has gifted me. God has given to me the abilities And God, I want to come and bring them back to you and say, how can you use them? How can you use them, God? How do you want to use my life? That's how we should be today. God, how do you want to use me? And I encourage you, all of you in this room today, think about where you're at. Think about, if you're not a member of this church, I'm not hammering on you guys to do more, but God's purpose is for us to be involved in the church. I believe that. I believe that's taught in the Bible. And we ought to really try to be the best member we can be. And I've heard this said before. I'm going to end here. I've heard it said, the question asked, if everybody in the church was a member exactly like you were, they gave as much as you gave, they cared as much as you cared, they served as much as you served, how would this church be? You could say, well, you know, I'm doing a lot for God. Praise God. But some might say, well, I'm not really doing that much. What if everybody had that heart? What if everybody had that attitude today? What's our attitude toward the house of God? This is an important place today, and God has put His, really His Spirit shows up when we're here, doesn't it? God's Word, it works in our hearts as we come to church. It's nothing magical about the building. It's the people. It's the people that God meets, and He works in their hearts. Let's let God work in our hearts today.